Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast, episode 970. This is my interview with Mary Kriegel, and we're discussing her book, Rain, A Guide to Ruling Your Inner Kingdom. Enjoy. Mary, welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. Great to have you here. So nice to be here. Thank you. You were just mentioning you got lost in Japan. You, you lived over there for some time too, huh? <laughs> I did. I actually went there on a vacation and my first week, I, I visited with friends, but they were working, so I had some time to myself. And, you know, I, I was sort of a veteran traveler, so I thought at 22, I'd, you know, backpack through Europe and had done some other travels. So I felt confident to travel uh, by myself, um, only to find myself lost one evening and <laughs> um, realizing that I did not understand how to read the signposts and... This, of course, is before, you know, um, cell phones and, and all of that. So, you know, there's sort of that terrifying moment of realizing you're alone on a different part of the world you know, where no one knows where you are and kind of having to use whatever resources you have. Um, mm. And yes, <laughs> really. I can relate. <laughs> yes. I read that in your book and I thought, gosh, what are the odds? It's a, a really unique um unique experience to feel kind of lost and alone in the world and to realize that what you really have to rely upon or whatever you can come up with yourself to kind of solve the problem yeah it's um it's what it's all about isn't it that journey I guess and and pushing yourselves into those experiences more and more I think that was probably one of the experiences that really really shaped my life you know because it it taught me a lot um even even though it was a very short-lived experience I completely agree. You know, I, I can, this is 30 years ago and I can still remember it like yesterday. And I yeah. think, lar- yeah, largely because of that, you know, it's, um, like you said, it really kind of does shape you, you know, it's very humbling and it also can be very empowering because here I am to tell you about it. You know, <laughs> So it's, um, these life experiences are really powerful, I think, for us on our journey. Absolutely. You're a um, you're an acupuncturist. I am, I am, and so um, I recently published a book, and it's based on a lot of the teachings from my okay. acupuncture education. Yeah. Yeah, I want to delve into a bit of that because I don't really know much about acupuncture. Um, but your book title for everyone listening out there is called Rain. It was published last year, and it's a guide to ruling your inner kingdom uh, of self with grace, power, and authenticity. And I think it's kind of uplifting any books like this um it, it's you know about having that hero's journey i guess having that inner journey rather than just getting absorbed by the outer world and following the status quo i suppose yes absolutely and, and that's the intent of my book is really for it to be a personal intro- introspection or a personal journey in fact it's written as such it's kind of um written in a format that's a bit unusual. It's a comic book kind of graphic novel mix that's highly illustrated. And the idea is that we, each person is their own kingdom in and of themselves. So my book kind of arms you with a map and a little bit of a a guidebook, so to speak, before you embark upon your own journey through the kingdom and you encounter 12 different archetypes or different ways of being based on my acupuncture learnings and at the end of each chapter you kind of have some meditative prompts to see maybe how each of your 12 
energies or ways of being are showing up for you? And maybe are you being using one more than others, so to speak, or wearing one super suit more so than the other 11? Okay. We're um, a little bit over my head at the moment, but we'll delve into it. What are the, um, sure. now these are the 12 meridian lines of energy? They are, yes. So with that, acupuncture. And that's how your book's chapters are broken up? That's exactly right. Yep. That's so, exactly right. Yeah, talk to me about these these meridian lines of energy. Sure. So um, to do that, I think we have to go back a couple thousand years to okay. kind of understand where this idea of acupuncture came from. And it really started with the ancient Chinese. And they they learned by observing the land and watching nature and seeing seasons change. And they found that life was easier for them if they kind of moved along with the seasons rather than against them. So for example, you certainly would want to harvest your crops before a devastating frost, or you'd kind of have a hungry long winter. Hmm. So they, they learned, you know, that it's important to kind of work with this flow of nature. And so they kind of uh, developed their medicine based on that understanding of how the world works. And it's based on seasons or in their term, elements. Yeah. And from there, they learned that the human body is much like nature. So what they see in nature outside is also what is inside of us. And so from there, they then developed over time and discovered that there are lines of energy flowing through each person. And each of these lines of energy correspond to one of their understandings of the season or the element. So it's a long-winded description or of a, a thousands of years of um, history, but it's actually quite simple. It's based on the idea of seasonal change, and we as humans are part of nature, and we need to flow with the seasons and follow that pattern. So those energies are flowing through us at any given time, all 12 of them, or, or are they more flowing when the seasons are upon us? That's a great question. And they're all flowing within us at all times. Um, and you, the idea is it's kind of like a super highway, right? And you want to keep the highway flowing. You don't want to see a backup. Um, and backups or blockages or stagnation occur if you maybe are not following good lifestyle patterns or you've had some physical trauma or some emotional trauma. The, the energy highway within your body can tend to get a little backed up in certain areas and cause some pain or distress or emotional discomfort. And so the idea is you want to keep your energy highway kind of flowing and moving all of the uh, no blockages. <laughs> okay. Is that how acupuncture works? Like how does actual acupuncture actually work? Cause I've, um, my wife does it occasionally and she claims it has benefits for her. I've recently, uh, experienced 10 minutes or so on a Shakti mat um, and I don't know, it felt pretty good actually after it, um, even the, the short-lived 10 minutes of it <laughs> Yeah, so you know, people I think get a little nervous because there's the concept of needles, right yeah. and the general idea I think where, where people get the anxiety is they think of needles going to the doctor and and you know, I'm, I'm scared of those needles I mean, they're oh, big sure. and you know mm. <laughs> 
Um, but those used in acupuncture, it's almost a misnomer because they're hair-like. They're very thin, and um, they're inserted upon different points of the body that access that energy highway or meridian, if you will, um, to kind of unblock if there's a, a traffic jam there, um, to use a, a, a metaphor, to kind of unblock those areas. And so the, the points... And there's many of them on the body that the ancient Chinese discovered over centuries um, can help you, you know, can help you release stress or anxiety or headaches, any, any number of things. Is there science behind this that shows how it's connected or is it? Yeah, I mean, there's tons of textbooks and, and you know, it's still being used all over the world today, you know, mm. like just as your wife is and. You know, my, my degree is a, a master in acupuncture from the Maryland University of Integrative Health. Yeah. And so there's many wonderful accredited schools and, and certainly many studies and that prove it, it works. So how often would you, would you do something or is it depending on where someone is in their personal journey? You know, it is, and, and some are a bit more prescriptive. So for a number of years, I actually worked in the fertility realm because that... Um, is kind of a, a, an issue with a lot of folks trying to conceive. And so yeah. acupuncture helps with that um, quite a bit. And so there's certain protocols depending on your diagnoses. But in general, they, it's a cumulative treatment. So kind of a one and done, you might get some relief, but it's usually better over time and kind of more frequently. And then you can start spacing things out as you start to improve. Okay. Um, do you think the, you know, these Shakti mats that are out now, are they any good or? I'm sorry, say that again, Lee. <laughs> do you know those Shakti mats that are out? Like they're like acupuncture mats that are becoming a little bit oh, popular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think there's so many different modalities out there that p people find relief with. Um, yeah. I haven't used those myself, so I can't really speak to them, but I know other people swear by them. So it's kind of like, you know, we're all unique beings, right? So some people oh, find works. massage. Yeah. You, know, you got to find what works for you for so sure. So would massage be the same sort of principle? We're just, you know, massaging the muscles, the tissues to open up those energy gateways to allow things to flow more smoothly, hence therefore giving us the benefits that come? Absolutely. I mean, acu there, there's acupressure, right? So there's, um, I mean, there's general massage, which is body work and relieving muscle strain. Um, there's some acupressure modalities, but acupuncture specifically where I was trained is really using little needles to actually kind of really pinpoint that energy highway and that point or that area of energy that can relieve some blockages. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a point in the body where there's a particular buildup, isn't there? And then if you sort of massage that or use acupuncture, whatever you use, you can sort of unblock that area to release the tension and allow that energy to once again flow. That's exactly it, yeah. Sometimes it is. It's just, um, you know, it can be very telling from a diagnostic uh, point of view. There's so many different points, but sometimes you're right. It's just that one spot, you know, wherever it may be. How do you, um, can you identify the sort of, through this process, the, the root cause of the blockages? Like, because there's got to be so many things in one's life that could potentially cause it. And there's probably even more unconscious things that we wouldn't have a clue about that are affecting um, that uh, limitation of the flow of energy. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, with the general intake, you kind of cover all the usual um, physical symptoms and ailments. And I think what's beautiful about acupuncture um, is that you kind of also cover a lot more of the lifestyle and maybe some of the emotional. It's a, it's a longer discussion, with usually, with your practitioner. Mm. Um, I, the point of my book, though, is really to discover from an introspective uh, framework things that may be troubling you or that could be shifted in some way to improve your life. So there are emotions that are associated with each of these meridians. And sometimes I think we could get stuck in one way of being. Um, you know, we as humans, I think, are creatures of habit. It's If you go to your first day of school and you go to a classroom Everybody takes a seat, and then typically they, they take that same seat <laughs> each day thereafter. And it's the same kind of principle. I think we can fall into patterns of how, of how we act, what we say, how we are, that maybe work initially, but over time, you might, it might benefit just to shift a smidge one way or the other. So the point of my book is to explore, are there areas in your life that you could perhaps shift a little bit, whether it's um, taking action or listening to others more. It follows this journey through this kingdom uh, to kind of discover that. Are there ways that you could perhaps shift something to provide better ease with yourself and those around you? And so each of those 12 meridians, there's is there other different practices we could do or it's sort of all similar practice of everything, but just, you know, again, trying different things? Yeah, so the book is really, like I said, it's kind of just like a journey, almost yeah. uh, a, medi a medieval journey. So if you kind of think about sort of a Game of Thrones type of atmosphere where there's a castle at the center and you're venturing out into this foreign land, but the land is really your internal kingdom. And so within this land, you meet 12 different individuals or helpers, I would say, that each serve a very specific role in your kingdom. So an example of this would be the, a certain archetype I call the outer gatekeeper. And that's the name of an acupuncture point. And it reflects sort of that outer energetic boundary that we all have and we use this when we interact with people who we don't have close established relationships with. So it could be your neighbor or the store clerk, or in more of a modern context, it could be social media. Mm. And so the idea of the gatekeeper is to keep this gate functioning so that you only allow into your kingdom those individuals that are truly there to benefit you and to kind of promote your own personal kingdom and you keep that gate closed to those individuals that maybe are out to harm you or don't have your best interests. Yep. So, yeah, a perfect example of that would be like if you're driving to work and somebody cuts you off, <laughs> you know, yep. some angry driver, are you going to let that energy kind of stick with you all day? Or are you going to, you know, keep your gate closed and say, well, that's his problem or her problem? So, yeah. So this is something that needs constant reflection, I would assume. Yes, yeah. It's, and I think it's very timely in today's world. You know, I have, I have two young adults, and 
I grew up kind of, as we were talking at the beginning of the call, you know, getting lost in Japan without a cell phone. And, you know, I, I've had that experience of not having the, the resource of a, of a cell phone. And my kids on the other side of things are just completely so far technologically advanced than myself, you know, that um, are so well connected and they've grown up in this environment. And I think it's beautiful. You know, you can have this community and connection with others. But I think also sometimes you can invite or unintentionally allow people into your world that maybe you wouldn't otherwise. Hmm. So I think it is an interesting conversation. What do you do around, um, and perhaps you suggest some of these tools in your book, but around keeping this level of awareness because, you know, you can have that gatekeeper as such, um, but you have to be mindful, you know, and in the moment a lot to, to know what's right coming in and what's not. But you also have to be connected to that, that your deeper values and goals and make sure they're aligned as well because otherwise you're going to be letting in things that perhaps shouldn't be in there and vice versa. That's exactly it. And I think I think it really is kind of an ongoing process. And so I think, you know, we as humans, I feel like sometimes there's the idea that, you know, you'll achieve happiness and you're done or you've, you know, reached some milestone and you're done. And I think that we're really here on this earth to kind of constantly be um, reassessing and moving towards our highest self and moving towards our most authentic way of life. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think for me to answer your question, I don't think, I think we have to constantly, I don't want to say be on guard, but be aware and be present. And most importantly, like be in tune to who we are and who we choose to be in this life and be our most powerful selves. Yeah. How have you found, you know, connecting with that to be our most powerful self? What's really helped you stay connected with that? You know, I think for me, acupuncture helped quite a bit. I also have become a huge fan of meditation Uh and centering and kind of calming the nervous system. And I honestly think, Lee, that with wisdom, with age comes wisdom. And maybe uh, for me personally, courage a little bit later in life. Uh, One of the archetypes in my book is called the scalpel. And I think it is a really important super suit that we all can wear at times, which is literally to remove or cut out of your life what doesn't serve. And not in a malicious way, but truly in a way that would benefit you and those around you. And it can be from, you know, possessions or clothes that you no longer wear that you could give to someone or it could be maybe going through your your network or kind of taking a really good look at those in your inner circle or outer circle or however you choose to kind of frame it and say is this you know is this really the group that I want to have is this the message that I want to put out and have the courage to say you know no this person or this group or this habit that I have is really not serving me. Yeah, I think it's, it takes a lot of practice and a lot of work and you're only going to get there by you know, starting somewhere, I guess, taking a little bit of action, but really spending a lot of time with, with the self and um, having that, that moment every day and a big moment to start with in reflection about you know, what it's all about for you and where you want to go and um, you know, what's important to you as well because when you have those moments, that's when things you know you'll start looking for it like 
you know where you look is is what you'll find um so you have to be you know starting to point yourself in that direction you want to look that's exactly it and and you know lee i think it also you have to have the intention or the desire to do the hard work Hmm. i think that you know, I think that it is literally hard work. It is a difficult task to perhaps do a self-inventory or self-scan or, or you know, reflect upon how you are showing up in this world or what, what way you're presenting yourself and if there is a way to maybe shift a little bit here or there in whatever way that might serve you. And that's hard work. And so I think... In today's society where it's kind of unwrap and eat it and really quick and instant gratification, I think it's important now more than ever to really spend the time on our own personal selves and really for our own our own being, but for, for those around us. It's kind of, I feel we have an obligation here on this earth to be our most authentic selves for each other as well. How do we, you said we, you know, we really need that, we need to have that desire to do this work because it is hard work. How do we get that desire? I think that we all have it innately and those who feel that they don't maybe are not ready yet or maybe just don't have the courage or are, you know, haven't reached certain parts of their life. But I think those that have a natural curiosity, um, it's there. And, you know, however you choose to, to manifest it. it could be reflection or meditation or conversation with a friend about, hey, what do you think about this? I think um, I think we all have it to some degree. It's just whether we choose to really focus on it. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's, um, it's the journey. But, again, I think you have to, you know, either force yourself to start the search or or you'll be forced into it at some point in your life. Um, oh, that's so well said. <laughs> otherwise, um, you will. You'll just keep living a life and you'll get to the end. And, and one of the books that I know many people refer to, and I certainly do, but The uh, Top Regrets of the Dying um, by, it was a Bonnie Ware. And uh, the mm-hmm. top regret was that um, of, of most of the dying were that they didn't live a life true to themselves. And I think so many people get to that. And if that's the top regret, and it probably still is, um, it's just a damn shame because the life is fleeting and all these happy moments that we have are, are very much fleeting and the suffering moments and age, etc., are much more uh, longer term, it seems. So you might as well you know, figure out what the life is that you want to live in and try and live it as aligned as possible as you can. Otherwise, it, um, it'll all be over with regret. It's so true. And, and we none of us know the time that's allotted to us, you know, so why no. not start now? Mm. <laughs> No, exactly. Could be all over tomorrow, um, and that'll be okay if you're if you're living the path through yourself. So I like it, um, Mary. Where can they go? Obviously, your books on Amazon. I'll stick a link in the show notes as well. But what about a website for yourself, Mary, to to connect with you and maybe find out a bit more about acupuncture and also your work? Absolutely. Well, with on within Amazon, there is a link to connect with me um, on Rainbook. You can Google it, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, I'm on Amazon and I think almost all of the the major retailers and booksellers. You got a um you've got a website for the book then? I do. It's Rainbook and it's R E I G N book.com. Dot com. So right. people can find me easily there. I'll stick that in the show notes as well. Um thanks so much. Thanks for coming on. 
Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Lee. Really, truly. And I'm enjoying your book. I'm, I'm really... Uh, appreciate um, it. Yeah, it definitely resonates with me. So. That's cool. Well done on your book too and all the best with it. Guys, check it out at thehiddenwhy.com episode. I think this would be 990. Um, check it out anyway with Mary and we'll talk soon. Peace, passion and purpose. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwide.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is lee manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon